0: You're listening to season two of By Sean Nita, wholeness series novel, Weighing My Options, chapter 12. Tony turned over the welcome packet for Thin Trackers to Margot with a faint smile. The proximity of the Thin Trackers location. To the Tish Dolliver office closest to her property made Tony smile to herself. Her research into the Tish Dolliver program revealed a one on one consultant that would help her work through changing her eating habits. Minutes to her appointment, less than a five minute drive up the street. The logo lit up the screen on her phone. Tony sat in her car in front of the Tish Dolliver office. Pictures of thin to average sized smiling women covered the windows. Tony sighed, no more disappointing weigh ins, annoying checks, or useless mantras. Just a woman, her consultant, and prepackaged meals to help with her weight loss. She set the alarm on her tablet to buzz five minutes before her appointment time. At five minutes before the time for her initial consultation, Tony powered down her phone to exit her car. Colors in the office were warm, encouraging, and inviting. Before she stepped into the lobby, a bubbly short woman with spiked hair stepped out from an inconspicuous opening covered with success stories about using Dolliver to lose weight. "'I'm Brittany. You must be Tony,' the short, red-haired woman seemed to talk with the bounce. "'I am,' Tony gave her a small smile. "'Awesome!' Brittany motioned for her to walk around to a different side of the inconspicuous opening and followed her into what looked like a consultation chamber, a television-filled one wall. Pictures that appeared to be printed from a camera-quality printer lined the adjacent walls with pounds lost written across the bottom of each paper. This is where the magic begins. I'm going to pop in a quick interactive video about the program that will end with a question-and-answer series about your current appetite, food preferences, and eating habits. Any questions? Tony shook her head. The energy Brittany exerted, Tony. Within a few moments, the lights dimmed, and for what felt like 20 minutes, Tony entered the world of Tish Dolliver. By the end, when it asked for food preferences and any medical inhibitions, expectations to lose weight with the program Outweighed all of her initial concerns about using a program that required use of their prepackaged meals. You look ready to be the next success story, Brittany smiled. Tony smiled back. It seemed like the girl exclaimed every thought she experienced Set, go. Huh? A puzzled expression occupied Brittany's brows. Never mind. Where do I select my meals? Have some midnight oil to burn once I leave here. Tony stood up. Of course, have a seat. I'll queue up the package options video and we'll discuss your choices in detail before you select them. Brittany clicked the remote and chose a video from two rows of thumbnails. Her new client's chief financial officer arrived at the airport in less than an hour and Tony prayed her gas relief tablets. Finished working before they entered the car. She didn't quite enjoy the taste of the Tish Dollar Mills yet, but some of the boards online said taste buds adjusted. The inconsistent quality and half-thawed box of food she received by express mail three days after she left the center, and a deflated Brittany were the least of her frustrations. Once Brittany realized Tony could not be cajoled or manipulated into any package outside of the six-week promotion, all of her exclamations became flat directives. If the gut-ripping and nose-burning gas he experienced over the last five days didn't subside, Tish Dolliver might be receiving a package returned to sender. Pain under her shoulder caused her to cry out. Her heart rate accelerated as she pulled into traffic near the pickup area of the airport. Gas bubbles. In her shoulders and back followed her fast heartbeat last few days a commercial about the man trying to interview for a job focused on all the different words for flatulence played in her mind as she parked her car in the loading zone a stench strong enough to halt the charge of a rhinoceros escaped as she exited the vehicle a prayer the smell wasn't trapped in the car floated to heaven Casting gas concerns on God topped the list of weird prayers for Tony. Pain popped up under her right shoulder blade. A move the wrong way would cause it to force its way out of the bottom. A move in the other direction meant it would come out the top. Belching in a client's face, hovered around the bottom of things on her to-do list right above root canal from a drunken dentist. The sign with the Fairley associates trembled in her hand as a pressure akin to what she believed hot geysers experienced, moved through her lower intestine. God, if you alleviate this gas, I promise I'll walk five miles a day and eat healthy for the rest of my life. A woman with golden brown hair and puppy brown eyes approached Tony. I'm Louise from McFarley Associates. You must be Tony. Tony forced a smile. Fear, any sudden movement made set off a round of gas, the likes of which she'd never seen traveled up and down her spine. Um, I can park the car if you need to wait for your luggage. No need. I have mine shipped. It saves the company hundreds. I confirmed it arrived at the hotel earlier today. Louise smiled. Moments later, once she saw Louise inside her car, Tony released some of the pressure and pretended to check something with her rear tire before entering the car. The air in the car smelled like her specialty candle car freshener. Her shoulders relaxed for the first time since she pulled into the airport. A car almost sideswiped them, startling Tony, and an odor only comparable to rotting flesh filled the car. Louise gagged. Embarrassment glowed on Tony's face as she let down her window. Her hopes the wind would pull the offensive stench out of the window. It happens, right? Louise coughed. I'm doing Tish Dolliver and the mills are doing something wicked to my stomach. This is not normal, I assure you. Tony gave an apologetic glance toward her passenger. No pain, no loss, right? Louise appeared to be breathing through her mouth. The smell subsided a bit. Feel free to let your window down. I apologize again. I have a good friend who lost a lot of weight with rapid pound shed. It didn't affect her like this. You should check them out. Louise pressed the button until wind whipped her hair into her face. days ago, Brianna browsed the items in the weight loss section of her favorite grocery store. Internet diets were not the way for her, so she decided to do it the old-fashioned way. Tremidex had been around for decades and worked for millions of people. The information on the box stated the green tea, vitamin compound, and ginseng would help stop cravings, speed up metabolism, and curb hunger. No crazy calorie restriction required. Check. No exotic ingredients that may cause her to stop breathing. Check. Tremadex appeared to cover all of the bases. One box for 60 days worth of product for less than $50 beat all of the previous programs. Brianna looked at the clock. Two in the morning, so it was almost 10 days. In addition to being unable to sleep for the last three days, another interesting development made Brianna wonder if Tremadex might be going on to the been there, done that diet. Her mouth felt like cotton factory. She dreaded the thought of drinking anything because it seemed nothing but liquid came out of her body all day. To her surprise, for the last 10 days, she wasn't hungry. The few stressful events didn't trigger any eating. Nervousness and insomnia unsettled her stomach too much to eat. Not even warm milk, chamomile tea, and hibiscus helped her fall asleep. Her eyes landed on Thomas. Thomas. She tried to forget the look of amusement that accompanied the slight shake of his head when she placed the bottle of Trimedex on the counter unpacking their groceries. This seemed like a safe alternative to the other programs. Money for the wager left her bank this morning. It felt like she was funding Tony or Julie's dream since they seemed to be having more success with their weight loss. Tony's face looked slimmer and Julie sounded happier than she had since the reunion on their video chat yesterday. Brianna slid down and nestled up next to Thomas with her eyes closed. Fifteen minutes later, she finished counting the corners in the wall for the thousandth time. Frustrated, she left the bedroom to watch television in the den. A bunch of reality shows filled her normal favorite channel lineup, bored with the thought of watching grown women fight over their delusions of grandeur and figuring out which little girl would win back half the money invested in a pageant Brianna turned to her favorite channel for African-Americans. Commercial for a new weight loss product you sprinkle on your food came up. At first, Brianna believed she found the longest commercial ever. She laughed aloud when the success story began. AAT sold infomercial slots to companies in the middle of the night. Almost all of the cable channels sold infomercial slots to companies in the middle of the night since the recession began. A few of the network channels did. Hard times affected everyone. The remote in rested in her hand as she contemplated what movie to select. Free movies provided by her cable company until the quote-unquote of the show started comparing their product, Tremadex, in the small corner of the screen playing the show. Brianna exited the movie's menu Several of the success stories talked about the diarrhea, lack of sleep, and some even had rashes using Trimadex. Memories of her berry outbreak flashed through Brianna's mind. She pulled the show, found the bottle of Tremadex and placed it in the trash. Another 10 minutes later, Brianna contemplated ordering Sprinny. The product finds the word skinny and sprinkle. It worked by sprinkling a pre-measured amount of an odorless, tasteless powder on everything you eat. The money-back guarantee made it look promising, but making a decision, or in the morning, about something this important didn't seem right to Brianna. She filed the information away in her things-to-look-into list and yawned. A smile crossed her face as she climbed the stairs back into bed. Sleep welcomed her before her head hit the pillow. Julie walked into the library and smiled. The last two books cost her too much and she vowed not to buy another book without trying it free from the library. At least she could put the $25 she saved to put the food on the menu. Everyone who heard she gave up on the 13-day diet told her to try it again because they knew it worked. She never said it didn't work. She kept telling them it didn't work for her. Each diet's book's blurb made it seem like it held the secret to weight loss. One thing Julie realized as she browsed the rows and rows of books written by physicians, experts, gurus, and success writers, was there was no one answer. No one diet would ever work for every person who wanted to lose weight. A book with a woman who resembled her favorite actor sat front or out on a display slot. Her red hair and ivory skin resembled Julie so much she used to pretend to be her when she was younger. Like Julie, the actress, until she did a stint as the spokeswoman for Tish Dolliver, struggled with weight loss. Julie looked into the Tish Dolliver plan, but knew she could never afford the prices, so she didn't bother setting a consultation appointment. This woman looked so at peace, Julie felt uncompelled to pick the book up. Unthink Your Thin by Aubrey Hilt. Sounded a lot better than the rainbow diet competition next to it. The author promised to give life-changing steps, tools, and techniques used by her and others. She shared them with to lose more than 500 pounds combined. Not sold, Julie began to place the book back on the shelf until she saw the line that promised great-tasting meals affordable menu options and a diet proven to boost the brain's ability to unthink yourself Then, This sounded perfect to Julie. She grabbed two other books from her waiting list that arrived the day before to check out along with her new diet book. Mitt might not mind this book. It didn't mention anything about cutting out the alcohol from her diet. Anything that interrupted her endless supply of happy juice invited wise cracks and ridicule from him. The jokes made Julie laugh Times and others, she fought the urge to cry or punch him. Sensitivity and lack of compassion for her plight made her wonder why she put up with him. Soon as the thought of ending it tiptoed across her mind, he would do something halfway decent. Julie shrugged. Their relationship worked, so she didn't see the need to end it. If it didn't work the way she wanted or imagined other relationships worked. The line to the self-checkout kiosk moved quick. In less than five minutes, Julie placed her books on her passenger seat. Her thoughts drifted to Tony and Brianna's latest book time post and sparkpeople.com updates. Neither of them seemed to be struggling with their programs the way she did. At least she hadn't dropped another $25. Her bank account could never be too fat. Julie enjoyed Aubrey Hilt's writing style more than the other diet books. This read more like a personalized lesson plan with instructions and free MP3 files to download and listen to throughout the day. None of the other books offered any follow-up or interactive tools like yourself Thin." Things looked promising the first few days. She enjoyed the quirky sayings and some of the music that the subliminal messages played under. A bit more interesting and spicy than the meals from the first book, the menu for the quote-unquote positive thinking meal plan still left a bit to be desired for Julie. The portions were big, but the flavors were not. Many of the meals felt repetitive the end of the first week. A few times, Julie felt like she couldn't get the melodies and chimes from the tunes she didn't like out of her head. Not knowing what the subliminal messages under the music were saying, Julie realized Into the second week, her scale had moved by two pounds. Mitt found the book and entertained himself the entire weekend with cracks about the whack job who wrote the book. He looked at her before pictures and told Julie, Amber, prettier with the weight than she was after losing it. Every time Julie mentioned the pain in her joints, Mitt changed subject. When one of his friends invited him to go out, Julie almost pushed him out of the door. His lack of support grated on her nerves more and more with each book she read. One thing all of the books agreed dieters needed included a support system in their everyday lives. She called Mitch many things to his face and behind his back. None of the positive words used to describe him came close to support. An email from the library reminding Julie to renew or return the book arrived in her inbox. She looked up the cost of the book online. Her eyes balked, Price for a book more than two years old. Her results on the scale hadn't been stellar, and the exotic foods left her less than impressed. The thought of listening to whack music and eating weird food didn't appeal to her, so she placed the book to her purse to drop off at the library the next day after work. I hope you enjoyed Weighing My Options, Chapter 12, written and read by Shawnita. Please tell your friends about the podcast and join us next week for Chapter 13.